Live from the meantime in Austin, Texas, this is the Sandlot Revolution Podcast. This is what a rambler sounds like. Delicious sparkling water made with our limestone mineral blend. This is what a rambler sounds like. Because Rambler is made here in the U.S. of A. Ramblers do it better. Visit RamblerSparklingWater.com to learn more. Today we're talking to cool Keith Henshaw of the Austin Drag. We talk about his competitive transition, the redo of something that didn't go well, and favorite Sandlot moments. This is Sandlot. No games, we got the code, why not? Mm-hmm. We pay enough money out there. All right, well, this is going to be pretty painless. So, <laughs> um, yeah, cool Keith Henshaw of the Austin Drag. Drag. You said that name right, too. That's pretty good. Oh, thank you. And the Chicago Cubs. Is there a different pronunciation for it? The Drag? No, no, my last name. My last name. (laughs) I've got Heinshaw, Heinshaw, Hendershaw, Henderson. Um, But yeah, Cool Keith Henshaw here with us in full Cub regalia. Uh, here with me, Howard Carey, and we got Brian Hood and Daniel Northcutt uh, doing our podcast. How are you tonight? Doing well. Yeah. Thanks so much for uh, making the time. Thank you. I apologize for missing it last week. <laughs> <laughs> Just outed no yourself. Problem. Nobody would have known. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Life gets in the way once in a while. We kept asking questions and no one would answer. And we're like, okay, well, I guess we'll. You know, I'm pretty quiet though. So yeah, I've, I've noticed that. Uh, so. So, I got several questions, but several. one <laughs> is about. Um, so, how long have you been playing Sandlot? Since 2019. 2019, right? Oh. First with the switch, and now switch, with the drag. Drag, yep. And yeah, and what led you to Sandlot? How'd you come into Sandlot? Uh, one of my buddies from softball, Braden, who helped start the team with Bree, uh, the switch, uh, he called me up one night. Hey, you want to play baseball? the hell does that mean <laughs> like, like all I think of is competitive like I got through 90 miles an hour yeah this is not happening um he's like well come on to practice just sandlot go check it out have a good time I'm like all right what the hell so I showed up the first practice we had like 40 people out there it was 30 degrees and we're, we're throwing 80 mile an hour batting practice I'm like I don't know if this is <laughs> this is what we really want going on here um but yeah it just evolved out of that and uh, our first game was at the long time which was, yep. I mean, if you're going to sell anybody on what Sandlot Baseball is, a long time is the place to be. Right. I mean, that was what, March of 2019? March 2019, yeah. opening day, yeah. Yeah. I hadn't pitched a baseball in 28 years. <laughs> <laughs> and so you aren't exactly a convert. You still play softball. I still play softball, yeah. yeah. But Sandlot, the mentality of Sandlot has infiltrated my softball mentality now. Okay. I used to be all gung ho, like I gotta win everything, win the trophies, and now I'm like, I don't give a shit. I'm like nobody remembers who wins, who cares? And I just wanna have a good time now. Uh, so it's like changed my whole mindset with uh, softball and really life. Yeah. You guys do a good job of having a good time. Oh yeah, we try. That's the most important thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and so has it infiltrated your your team at all? Is is it uh is your uh more zen-like state uh, infiltrated the softball it was, team? It was or? there with the team before I got there. Oh, yeah? <laughs> it took me probably the first 
six to eight weeks of playing Sandlot to realize what Sandlot was. Oh, no, I'm saying going back over the, to the other. That's interesting. But to go back to your softball team, have you influenced your softball team uh, at all? Yes, yeah, some to the detriment of our team. Because <laughs> we don't win nearly as much as we used to. <laughs> but we're having a good time. So, so yeah. Keith is not a dick anymore. Let's end this podcast. <laughs> there Sandlot is enough, shot. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. The first time that I met you, I guess you had maybe hooked us up, Howard. I was meeting you out at the long time for who knows what a year or so ago. And was it today we came out and uh, worked the field with you. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, probably. Actually, yes. Um, but he said Cole Keith was coming. And I was like, what? Cole Keith's on, on Switch at that time. And uh, I was like, oh, okay. I was like, wow, that's interesting. That's weird. I thought he lived in Houston. Because um, I'd met Cole Keith, the rapper, at <laughs> one of my restaurants years before with. Another buddy. And I was like, oh, well, that's cool. Okay. And then I'm looking around. um, And then you introduced yourself. And and I'm not, I wasn't disappointed. I was just (laughs) thoroughly confused. (laughs) Uh, Because I I just thought you were a different cool Keith. uh, (laughs) No, we look nothing alike. Nothing alike. (laughs) But you are cool. Uh, And it's been great. Uh, I just wanted to out myself on that one publicly. (laughs) Can you spit lyrics? No. You feel free to try today. If you Spit want. seeds and balls. Were you on the original, the first year of the Switch or second year? Yeah, I was on the first year of the Switch. That was 19? Yeah. Because you guys joined, there were five or six Sandlot teams here in Austin, and then four or five of us joined in the same year. Mm-hmm. Right? Parakeets, Yardbirds, Switch, and a couple others. I swear that was 2018. The Dukes. The Dukes, the, um, who are no longer around. There was one more, too, the Roadrunners. I feel like the Yeah, Dukes we came in the year after all that. You were 2019. Okay, so yeah. I was 18. And I was just you came in 2019, and the Love Boys, our Love Joys, trickled in after that. The Love Boys. That's the a good one. Freudian slip. A whole other Sandlot. Exactly. <laughs> and you guys made a major jump in your second year in Sandlot, Austin, just in terms of having all your shit together and yeah. really playing some good baseball. Not that you played bad baseball the first year, but you all made a big jump. I'm like, oh, is this the same team? Oh, we were bad the first year. <laughs> we were bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it was when well, we had the we had the COVID year in between, and so we were able to do a little bit. I know it was kind of like with a social distance and everything, but we were kind of getting together in small little groups and, and throwing the ball around. And went to Dell Diamond to do batting practice up there one day, which was really cool. How'd you get on there? Uh, one of the guys on the team said, "Hey, they're they're looking for money because they shut the minor league season uh-huh. down, and their teams can pay to pay to take batting practice." I'm like. Is it for wow. little? Is it for little kids or is it for us? On the field or in a on cage? On the field. Wow. On the field. What yeah. Cost. Uh, what was it? Twenty bucks a kid, a person. That's it. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's dope. Yeah, we had nine of us out there and uh, taking bat and practice on the on Dell Diamond's field and it's fun. It's awesome. Um, and so we did a lot of bonding during that year because we're not we're not a group of friends that just formed a team together. We're kind of pockets of different groups of people from different places, and so we really kind of needed that that gelling of the different groups together. Um, but yeah, the second, the, the second full year of Sandlot, we took off and, um, yeah, we're just having fun. We're having a good time. Um, we kind of know what we're doing now, which kind of helps a little bit. Uh, we just did a whole base running practice one day and now the girls are running bases. Like they're just trying to, they're trying to steal bases. I'm like, all right. <laughs> all right. Nice. Um, but it's just, just knowing what to do and, and, and the vibe of it all and, and finding that place in all that. Sure. Um, 
Yeah, and we're actually the second half of last season. We actually started playing some decent baseball. Like, we're not a bad team now. <laughs> <laughs> no, y'all are good. We're not too bad. Yeah. Not too bad. We got catchers, which is like the most important spot, right? Yeah. We've got four catchers, which I don't think any team can. And we got one who will pick you off first base if you're not paying attention. So. Nice. Uh, that, that helps. Yeah. We like, you know, we always say, or I always say, baseball's secondary in Sandlot, right? Mm-hmm. The friendships and the character and the sense of community and the arts and the culture and go on and on. But it's it's absolutely competitive baseball, and you're hitting the nail on the head. Like, it's more fun for you guys to be playing a more um, together skilled, if you will, just play a better game. Whether you win or lose, it's fun to go out there and actually pick people off first base. Yeah. Yeah, you feel good about yourself for a little while, and, and you feel good as a team, and I think that's part of kind of how we've been evolving is that we just we feel more comfortable with everything. And um, even our weaker players are still – like, they, they know what to do. Yep. <laughs> they don't necessarily do it, but they know what to do now. And uh, that just adds to – you know, nobody wants to sit in a, in a sandlot game where the pitcher can't throw strikes. Yeah. And it's just walk after walk, and you're four hours later, you're in the sixth inning. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it, you do want that little bit of competitiveness, that little bit of, of, of solid baseball, just to keep the game going, and so that we can have fun, not get bogged down. Like, oh, man, it's ball four, ball four, ball yeah. four. Mm-hmm. Studebaker's behind the plate. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one of the fun things about the long time, you know, with that short porch and left, is that anybody can club one over. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, just the other day, the... Uh, Except me. I still yeah. haven't hit one there. You haven't hit one? Yet? No. And I keep Some people are built for it. They just hit pop flies, really, you know, decent. Like, they just hit high pop flies. And, like, we got a couple guys on our teams that would never, ever get close to hitting a home run in a regular field. But they hit the right type of pop fly, and they knock them out regularly. I'm, I'm a slash hitter, so I'm never going to hit a home run anywhere. But I keep <laughs> thinking the long time is my place. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, the other day it was the Ramblers against... Uh, somebody I can't remember and they just were crushing home runs I mean just absolutely crushing home runs and they're the you know a newer team less experienced than, than some of the others and they were I mean you know eye high baseballs that they're just crushing. they played did they play the flip to the other side after you hit yeah absolutely okay. yeah everybody flips the other side after, after you got to keep track runs. of that because that guy will try to sneak back in on the right side of the <laughs> exactly yeah we almost had a uh, a yard bird hit uh, he had a uh, which has happened a few times, a home run from his natural side, then his unnatural side, and then he swung Gracie, the 38-ounce bat, and uh, he almost got one out, uh, uh, hitting it to left. Ryan Buddy, yeah. It or, was he, or right, I dude, guess. I think it was like right center. It was pretty yeah. deep in center. It was right on that net, and I, he caught it on the wall. But, yeah, it was almost a third of the day. Our, 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 it's happened, I think, twice, and Brent Coley uh, last season from the, from the Yardbirds did hit all three. And then who's the first person to do it? That must have been – uh, it, did it hit all three? Yeah, I don't know anybody on the Playboys that has. I don't. I, don't I didn't know anybody had. Brent from our team did last season, and then we were told that there was one person before. I just figured it was a Playboy. Or it one it of those may games. be. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah. that, that must have been a celebration. Though. That's pretty cool. Yeah, oh, I've hit the top. That you know where the netting ends. I hit the top corner of that netting, the top <laughs> and the side. Oh. I'm like, are you kidding me? One inch. Up one inch to the right, it's a home run. I'm like, oh, I'm just destined never to hit one here. It's a- so talking about how short some of the dimensions are in that field, I was playing center on Sunday, and I, and a house hit one off the net, and I played it off the net. And I and I and there was somebody on first base, so I knew I was coming up throwing to third. I forget what the deal was. Now, there was someone on second that had scored, 
and this person should have should have gotten a double. And I came up throwing, and I and I way overthrew not only my oh, my cutoff man, but the second because it's just so too close. close. Yeah, I, you know, I just came up throwing like you know instinct, and and uh, if you forget how close everything everyone is, anyway. Love uh, it out there though. I've taken splinters out of those uh, out of my arm from that uh, those pallets out there in center field. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, crash right into that. I'm like, what are you doing? You're 47 years old. What are you crashing into walls for? <laughs> you should be. Keep doing it. Well, yeah, you yeah. Know. Why not? One life to live, right? <laughs> Howard and I built some of that new that new fence out there. North I like the new. Well. I knew the new the new fencing's nice. Yeah. yeah, it's a dream dream maker. Catch one over the edge of the fence. Yeah, yeah I did catch one last year. <laughs> did you? Yeah, ninth <laughs> inning. Uh, Josh Camp from the Tulsa Rumblers. Nice. He was mad afterwards because he was like, I never had a home run before. That was going to be my first home run. You <laughs> took it away. I'm like, yeah, well, look at all these splinters up and down my forearm right now. Yeah, don't be crashing into that new fence. I braced it up on the backside pretty decent. So depending on where you hit it, it'll take your shoulder out. I tried to leave a little bit of give. A little bit of give. You just can't crash right through it. Yeah. Well, the fact that I was involved, there may be some nails sticking out here and there, too. So be watch out for that. Definitely some nails sticking out. Ivy nails. I mean, yeah, yeah. so the uh, the switch first team had a strong LGBTQ mm-hmm. presence, and that was it was double entendre in the name and all of that. Uh, is the drag continuing that we're tradition? Still, we're still maintaining that tradition. Yeah, know? nice. We don't necessarily label us LGBTQ. Yeah. plus we just take anybody who anybody you like baseball. Come on, yeah. let's go. Right. Um, was it Seth said last time on one of the podcasts? If you like, if you're not, uh, was it? You're not, not a dick. dick. You're not yeah, a dick. Yeah, yeah. And you like baseball? <laughs> let's go. Yeah. Um, that's kind of our jibe. I mean, yeah. we're about 50 50 gay straight. Yeah. Uh, so we're kind of like the queer allies kind of team. But yeah. There's a lot of meaning in the name drag, too. So. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of, uh, yeah, dragging. Um, not bunts, but a lot of dragging in the dugouts usually of the games yeah. being played. Um, Before, during, after. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, so so far we've talked a lot about in our in our previous ones, we, you know, we talked a lot about t- teams, you know, formed and that kind of thing. And then uh, touched on a lot of the mental health aspects of it, you know, and, and just what it means to people to – be able to have this out, you know, which is basically yeah. what you're alluding to, you know, earlier, uh, just saying that it, it made you relax and do that. But do you have any more kind of to speak to that? I mean, we've had lots of people just say, you know, it's, it's, we've had people say it's literally saved lives that they know of. Um, uh, we've had teammates say it's the, you know, it's the best time of their life. They wake up in the morning and look forward to baseball at night. And for me, it's like, I tell everybody it's, for four hours on a Saturday, I get to run around like a 12-year-old kid. Yeah. I mean, where else in life do I get that opportunity? Yeah. And for some of us, we're kind of redoing what didn't go well the first time around. <laughs> right. Because <right? laughs> right. most, most of my guys, and even the girls, we'll get the girls in a second, but the, the guys, a lot of them sat the bench, uh, you know, yeah. Weren't the star baseball player? I did. I, I was on the end of the bench. I was the batting practice pitcher. <laughs> that was my job. Oh, like yeah, you got a rubber arm. You can throw strikes. You throw slow. So yeah, you you go ahead and be batting practice pitcher. Um, so we got to you know we get to kind of redo some things that that didn't get. And 
I was a skinny little nerdy kid with big ears and big glasses, and everybody made fun of. I was like, "This is I'm not bullied anymore. I'm playing baseball and I'm enjoying it." You're pretty good to you one of the yeah. better ones out there. Oh, yeah, thank I'm, you. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that you were the the practice pitcher. You you got a good hook on you. You you throw the ball well. I, I grew into my own after college. <laughs> <laughs> Softball circuit, um, but yeah, it's and for the girls. I mean, a lot of the girls. They didn't get a chance to play baseball. Uh, it was softball. Yeah. You know, no, girls don't. You know, this, you know, there's a lot of them growing up in the 80s and 90s. Girls didn't play baseball. They weren't even accepted on the baseball field. Right. Uh, so they're getting a chance now to play the game that they always wanted to play but weren't able to play, uh, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, I've always, I, I, I've not always, since I've been playing Sandlot, I have become kind of outspoken uh, about softball and I just don't think it's a very good sport and it's not to knock women's softball to say it's safer when a woman is throwing it the equivalent of 100 miles an hour from 40 feet instead of yeah, 60 and feet all the infielders are that much closer yeah to. exactly it is dangerous and it is a, a fast game you know and with smaller hands you know a smaller ball would would make more sense just like with the WNBA and you know we've just like you, we've got girls on our team, and there's every bit as good as the guys. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I kind of wish softball would go away, and 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 the soft pitch softball, which is just to me was the worst kind of anti anger management because <laughs> you just you can't strike out with dignity. I like to say in softball, <laughs> you know, but in baseball. If you hit the ball four times out of ten, you're in the Hall of Fame. Like, it's a whole different thing. You can strike out or barely hit the ball, and it's fine. But in softball, if you don't put it exactly where you want, you're pissed. Uh-huh. It <laughs> so, is. Yeah. I like that. Was it anger management? <laughs> Anti. Yeah. There's a story here. I'm not sure if we want it here. You're pretty angry over there about softball. <laughs> just never, never, never enjoyed it. It was just too. It's intense. Yeah. It's intense, and there's a guy, there's a guy that, like, you're 40 years old, and you think you've got a minor league scout, and the bleachers watching you play softball? Yeah, I mean, exactly. come on. Yeah. Nobody uh, you knows. <laughs> it's like. Um, you said something interesting a minute ago. So when we think about whatever, you know, I, I have a 13-year-old son and a 10-year-old daughter, and I've coached a lot of Little League, plus I played Little League and grew up mm-hmm. in a pretty competitive baseball town. And you hear often about, and including in the male softball, adult softball league, you hear about these the dad that didn't make it back then, the dad that didn't whatever back then. Even as a coach, even as a dad in the stands, like, you know. And you said this is kind of a rewind. Mm-hmm. Sandlot for you is a rewind. It's, it's the complete opposite, right? When we're talking about seeing a, And it's hard communicating what Sandlot baseball is to a friend of mine for the mm-hmm. first time because they hear old fat guys playing baseball and these dads that are trying to make up for what they didn't do or didn't make it to college or, you know, and they're throwing bats and yelling at umpires. And um, you, it's not the T-shirt yet because we gotta, it's, we got we to gotta word it correctly. We, we come out a T-shirt every uh, <laughs> a saying uh, makes a T-shirt every episode. But you're, 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 I'm agreeing with you. You're, um, we're not the dads that are throwing, or moms, that are throwing bats and, and angry because accomplishing what we could have done but we didn't. Um, a lot of us didn't get to play as much, and we're now we're getting that chance to play, and we're not making up for it. We're not throwing bats and angry because of it. We're excited, oh, we're to, a good time. Excited to be on deck with the guy on first and second, and you know the chance to drive some runs in and, and then actually do it. And you know we're celebrating about it. And we, we don't we don't do it. It's just kind of like it was in eighth grade. But uh, yeah. you know, 
It's, that's, um, a, that's interesting. You said for the first time in my life, first time in our life, I forget exactly how you worded it, but uh, that, that resonated. It's, it's just a good time. I mean, you know, but youth baseball is pretty cutthroat. Um, and it's intense, and it's, it's daily practice, and it's a, it's a heavy commitment. And so part of that redo is taking that part that we didn't like at all because we didn't fit into that part and getting to be playing baseball the way we want to play baseball. Redo. That's uh, the word you use, yeah, redo. Redo it all over again. Yep. Um, and it's not the kids that make it ridiculously obnoxious. No. It's no, the dads it's and the coaches parents, and the parents. It's the, and the, the coaches, the, just the environment. And it ruins games. It ruins uh, the game for many of those yeah, kids. It does. Um, and so we, we, we do get some of those players that come out who were ruined. Um, and so you have to break them out of their shell a little bit and kind of – Come on, it's gonna be okay, you know. And they'll they'll come out and watch a game or two, and then they'll still get that bat. Yeah, yeah, I, can, I, can, I can do that. I can do that. And next thing they hit the ball, and they're like, "Oh, like it's not the same as it was when you were 12. Yeah. Um, except it is. Except it is. Yeah. yeah. You're taking us back there. Howard said at one time, like you've said it many times, actually. You know, how many of us walked off the little league field or walked off the high school field and hung up our cleats and knew that was the last time we'd ever play baseball and that's the, one of the top five things I love about Sandlot is that, and the and the and, and what, what the, one of the big drivers behind my passion for doing this podcast and getting the word out there is just the awareness that hey, it's not the last time for a lot of you. You don't have to just go play Monday night softball for forty five minutes and then pound beers in the parking lot. Come pound beers in the dugout for four hours and play some real share drag real baseball. Uh, we'll have a exactly. good time. Yeah, I mean, I'm 48 years old, and I'm pitching the best I've ever pitched in my life. Which <laughs> shouldn't be happening at this point in my... <laughs> no, it's great. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's it's great watching people. Uh, I don't know this, if this has happened to you, but people, like, injure themselves, and then a few years later, they've worked their arm back, and they're coming back. We've got a couple guys that have done that who, like, can't pitch anymore. And then, actually, we have one guy who worked on throwing the opposite opposite arm because he thought he'd never be able to throw it. Oh, again. wow. And now he's pitching again. And with so, the other arm? With the new arm? He can do either now, but he's pitching with his original arm. He, he brought that back. But he was throwing from the outfield with his other arm. He was trying to feel with his other arm. He was doing everything he could to try to, you know, continue to play, and then finally it healed up. But uh, Didn't, Nick, didn't Nick, Nick Fowler with the parakeets, didn't he break his arm pitching? Recently? No, no, several years he, ago. I don't know if he did. I, I saw a grackle do it. Maybe it was a grackle, I'm thinking. Yeah, there was a grackle that did it, and somebody else did it one time. Well, one's back pitching again, which I think is just <laughs> incredible, because I don't know if I'd have the, the courage to get back on a mound again after yeah. a little gunshot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we had the opposite our first season. Our second pitcher, our lefty, uh, he broke his kneecap going into home plate. Oh, just a snap tag. It just hit the wrong time in the wrong spot. Oh. Your kneecap and broke his kneecap. Oh. That was like in May or June. What's a broken kneecap? Like it actually like breaks it, or it cracked, separates from it your... cracked the kneecap. And so we didn't have really any relief pitchers. So Sounds I was the only horrible. pitcher left. Oh God! I, you put in some innings, and I mean, you oh. still put in some innings. Oh, yeah, I threw four complete games and. You know, a complete game what? in Sandlot is not 110 pitches. It's like right? 180, It's like 200, right? yeah. 225. Because yeah. every error means 10 more pitches I got to throw, right? Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I hit a wall by September. I'm like, this is done. COVID came wow. at the right time because it allowed the whole arm to heal. Nice. <laughs> but now I got yeah. some pitches now, so I'm good. Oh, that's great. 
So many, many different reasons that you're throwing the best of your life. Oh, I just having fun. That's, yeah. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's the best part of it. Yeah. I'm just having fun. It's a good time. And I even still throw my Ethos pitch. You know, I think Jack calls it Purple Rain. Yeah. <laughs> still, I throw that. I used to throw that when I was in high school. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. So I still throw that now. It's fun. Yeah, those are great to watch good batters just freak out over. They just, you know, you, they, they're ready to swing. They, oh, yeah. They, if they, I see you walk up to the, I want to see you walk up to the batter's box. Like, you're ready. You know, you're like a ball player. Like, you're six foot four. You know, you're getting curveballs the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not laying one in there for you. <laughs> Awesome. Um, well, tell us about, uh, I guess we haven't really talked about this before, it, it, like intentionally, but like your team, who is your team? You said you're not necessarily weren't friends. Who, who, where did everybody come from? And, and I mean, there's so many characters that I've met, you know, through every team. And, and yeah, uh, they just, a, a good chunk of us are from softball. And it's funny now because all of us are all saying the same thing. We don't want to play softball anymore. Nice. <laughs> this is so much better. We don't play softball anymore. Um, so a lot of that came from softball. But um, the girls, uh, I believe they came through Bree originally. And Bree, Bree was the founder of the Switch. Founder of the Switch, yeah. yeah. And, um, and so then we have friends of friends. We have some guy who met another guy at a bar. and said, hey, you want to play baseball? <laughs> so he showed up and was playing. Uh. Um, we've got some people now reaching out over social media, um, asking about, uh, hey, you got any room for more ballplayers? I'm like, yeah, come on out. Bring a glove. Yeah. Show up. That's the first battle, right? Just show up. If you want anybody, I mean, we get at least one or two a week. Oh, we do too. So, yeah, if, <laughs> if you want any any other names or want them to send, send them your way, I, I was sending them to the Ramblers open practice because they had that open thing, but I've stopped doing that, and now I'm just trying to tell them to, to – Go check out reach some out, games. Yeah, reach yeah. out. Check out some games. Reach out to a team. Uh, it's, a lot of it's the vibe. So, you know, hang out with the team and see if you vibe with them. Because uh, every team's got a little different with what yeah. they do and, and the, the vibe that they bring to the field. But, yep. uh, yeah. The Ramblers have a minor league team now. You've sent so many so many people have gone out there. They have, like, 45 people, like, two legit teams. <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't know if they'd like being called minor league team. They have a second team. They have yeah, a second, they have, a yeah. they have enough to. Yeah, a travel team. It's good. Yeah, it's a balance though. There's a there's a line between including because we are we do pride ourselves on being inclusive, uh-huh. um, but there's a fine line between you know including everyone who anyone and everyone who asks because two reasons a you don't end up with so many people that core folks don't get you know more than one at bat and also you can't just include everyone and, and muck with the, the vibe of your team right and, and the vibe of the league and the uh, there's there's some unwritten um rules of uh we call it a no douchebag factor on the yard things, but <laughs> douchebag factor. You, know, you, you gotta you kind of gotta weed them out right i mean and that's part of your job now you're helping run or uh-huh. running the organization talk about that a little bit if you had to deal with any problem childs and give, you know, three strikes and you're out and then actually kick someone off or you don't have to tell me who or get too deep into it. But I mean, what's, what's it like managing that having enough people and having the right culture and saying yes and no to the right people. It's a balancing act. Part of it was I had to come to that, that sandlot place. The first couple of games, I'm still like competitive. Like, right. (laughs) Like, how did you miss that pop up? Come on, man. (laughs) And then once you get past that, then you're able then to bring that, that kind of that vibe to everybody else. Um, we've only had to remove one. Other than that, 
you know, everybody's been great. Everybody fits right in. Uh, our, our little kind of rule, just to kind of get a sense of who's coming out, is you got to come out and, 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 and hang out with us again. Um, you also get to realize who makes the commitment there also, right? Right. Because i got a ton of softball guys that want to play, and I'm like, you got to come out to a game. Just come out to a game, check it out. You know, our schedule's on Instagram. You see it every week. You like it. I see you like it. And if they just don't come out, and so I'm like, yeah, well, I can tell where that effort's going to be. Right. Yeah. They're going to they're gonna come and want to start or be because they're better, they're going to want to yeah. play a yeah, Check the softball. Yeah. You got the door, right, before I you come nine in. nine home here. runs last year, softball season, Monday night softball season. I'm, I'm starting for the switch i'm starting here in the sand that had nine bombs for yeah, yeah that's not the place for you probably <laughs> yeah exactly uh but no everything's been great so far and we've got like i said we got people from different groups and different cliques and different and everything is just it's this this second half of last season and this season everything is just clicking the vibe is really really good um we're having a great time We've only won one game this season, but that's all right. It's not about wins and losses. You're the only one that knows that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. the only one that it bugs. Yeah, well, no, you knows. know why I know that is because the only, the only win was the game I wasn't there. <laughs> that's how well, I know. They, they may tell you, which I've said this on here before, I've, uh, when I've kind of been leading the lineup and that kind of thing, you know, and we've lost, and I've, you know, told people, I was like, come on, guys, we got to, you know, we got to play a little bit better. Let's, uh, people just don't believe we lost. They're just like I think. I think we beat them. I'm like, no, I'm pretty. I'm, you know, I'm. I don't, I'm pretty sure we didn't. They're like, no, I'm pretty sure we did. And they just don't because they had a blast and, and nobody really was paying attention, you know. And so, and that's the way it should be, you yeah. know. Nobody, like, nobody remembers who wins, loses. Nobody yeah. who no remembers who goes three for four and who goes zero for two. Yeah, except yourself. Yeah, you remember, yeah. You're mad at yourself for stuff. You're proud of yourself for stuff, but nobody else remembers. Nobody else remembers. Yeah. And that's, that's, what, that's what's great about Sandlot. Our little saying before every game is celebrate success, laugh at mistakes, and let's have a damn good time. That's all we want tonight. Yeah, that's a, gr- that's um, a good T-shirt. The, the scores will take care of itself. Yeah. We, we played the Grackles two Fridays ago, and there were 39 runs scored. And they scored one more run than we did. <laughs> and, and I'm the only one that remembers who was at the plate person on second and first when two outs when the game ended <laughs> i'm the only one that remembers yeah so man, that we don't need box. to mention the day <laughs> you remember <laughs> yeah. how about sponsors and uh charities you guys doing you know starting to affiliate with well, anyone we got we got hooked up a pillbox back company last season good right so now we're going to be one of their featured teams this season uh, which is exciting. You know, you got a bat manufacturer that makes bats for Major League Baseball, yeah. <laughs> and they're sponsoring us. That's yeah. damn cool. That is cool. awesome. Um, we got we got some verbals with some other different places. Um, the name changes kind of set us back a little bit with that, but um, it's not going to make much of a difference. It's the same team, just a new name. Um, Central Machine Works is a possibility. We've been talking with them. Yellow Jacket Cafe. Um, we got a uh, CBD. <laughs> company wanting I'm like hey that'll fit the name <laughs> always important <laughs> right um, but yeah I mean our charity last year was all go which is a, a queer black musician organization in Austin local group um, I don't know where we're going to go this year with anything we haven't really gotten into that yet but um, yeah always looking to do something with the community uh, looking to do something with with some of the fields and trying to clean up some of the fields we practiced down at Longview which is on the south side off of um, Menchaca and, uh, City field? Yeah, it's just an open field with some old backstops, and you can still see some remnants of the dirt <laughs> where the bases were. It's a, 
they have dog lessons in a dog park more now than anything, but it's a good spot. It's wide open, you know, and we can, uh, so that might be something down the road we would look at. Cause it's, uh, we went to Tulsa last year and what they do with Lacey Park up there is really, really phenomenal. Yeah. And so uh, we were kind of looking at some, where can we, where can we get that same vibe? Did y'all play them? Yeah, we went up last year oh, in nice. uh, September, played Rumblers and then Tulsa Breeze. Oh, very cool. That's cool. Did yeah, I want to go to that park. Yeah, it's, it's a great park. It sits right in the black community. It's the old Negro Leagues uh-huh. field. Mm-hmm. And so the whole community comes out on, on, for the all day. And we had some lady bring us chicken wings to, um, hey, I made some chicken wings. I'm like, I'm pitching. I can't have that shit all over my fingers. <laughs> uh, it's not like sticky tack. Um, <laughs> That's yeah, right. Yeah, Brett Spears was in here uh, or on the, on the podcast the other day. And, uh, He's a great guy. Going to release that, but yeah, I was doing a little research and then did a little research on that park. It's like, man, I want to go there. It sounds amazing. It is really, really cool. You don't get a good, you don't get a clean hop, but it's a really cool field. <laughs> Where do you get that anyway? And, and, uh, the, fence, the fence is like three sixty. Wow. The first, the first three guys against the breeze hit the fence against me. All three of them were like, really? <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! Here we go. Here we go. Oh, <laughs> this is going to be a long game. Yeah. Can we talk about this for a little bit? Um, just brought up both ends of the spectrum. You brought up a an Austin city of Austin Parks and Rec field that has been lost, gone by the wayside from a baseball standpoint that you guys have practiced on or what have you. You're, if I understood you correctly, are wanting to do more for the parks, the fields here in town, and it, it's and we we are as well, and we've tried as well, and. Um, it's, it's you don't always get the cooperate the municipal cooperation from a city as you should you know we want to partner with you we want to put our own money we want to put our own sweat equity we want to put our own we want to do some good things for this field and and I'll I'll even say not just for my team and my league but for the community I mean Goval is an up and coming neighborhood there's businesses moving in there that big gravel parking lot's huge and ripe for food trucks or a farmers market and um, it's oftentimes more effort for a city director who would give an approval on something like that. It's more effort for them or there are underlying reasons with, that they don't want to partner with someone to come help them out. Um, where you and I would think, hey, we're making, we're, hey, we're, we're, we're doing we're, the work, we're trying right? to make this easy on you. <laughs> and the other end of the spectrum is, is, is Tulsa where um, Brett and the guys have gone about it the right way or what have you and um you know have have made that a special place for and you said it for that neighborhood mm-hmm. right i mean I, w- I would love someone i would love a goval citizen to come and offer me buffalo wings right i'd love right. him to come out there and watch the kids i'd love the kids to come out there and mm-hmm. watch some games i'd love the kids to come out there and join us on the field there's right? a there's a kid in tulsa i think he's 12 He's the only kid in the neighborhood because this is an older community and there's not a lot of kids running around. His, his house is straight center field. I, th- I think it's center field. And he has positioned his bed next to the window so that he can see when the lights turn on at Lacey Park. And when the lights come on, that means there's baseball going on. He takes his glove and he goes out there and they, they, he goes out there and plays ball with them. That's great. I'm like, isn't nice. that what we were doing as kids when the fields were wide open? Yep. You're just waiting for you know, waiting to see that kid out there on the field so you can go out there and hit, hit balls with him or the basketball court or whatever it might be. Um, we kind of lost that. That was the joy of, of a childhood, was, was just going down to this, the street park and, and playing home run derby. And not just a childhood, but a neighborhood and a community. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and, and um, that's lost. That's 
um, disgustingly lost as well. And uh, we have the opportunity. We, we see tangibly uh, bringing that back in examples that we've talked about already. And, um, and we want to do more. And, and, and I don't know. There's, there's got to be answer. It's going to be different in every city, different mm-hmm. in every park, what have you. But there's, there's a will from the 13 teams I know well and the, and the another dozen or so across the other cities I've gotten to know. And there's another 60 teams out there that I, have, that I haven't met. And, like, how do, we, how do we make that easier? That seems like something that should be – it's a win-win, and it seems like it should be easier to accomplish. But many cities, there's red tape and reasons that um, – there's, there's stuff we don't know about that yeah, makes it harder I, for I us to think. A lot of it, you know, you, a lot of what you said, but a lot, some of it is they, they fear what you might do to the field. <laughs> and I say that, and they, they, they feel like they have going to have extra work to do now because they got to come in behind you, and no, we don't want, you know. I, I think there's a little bit of fear on, on that aspect of just letting that responsibility go onto somebody else that they don't have control over. Um, I think sitting down with them, just getting a, a group of us together in numbers, not one or two going to the city, but actually seven or eight of us going to the city and sitting down with them and having a meeting and saying, hey, we want to help. Um, we want to help refurbish a lot of these fields and, you know, this one first or you know, what the Cobras have done with Patterson Park. Because yeah. um, I think the kids aren't, kids aren't growing up loving baseball like they used to. Yeah. T-shirt. Um, and so we got to get that love back. Yep. A lot of it's availability. I mean, where does the, 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 the inner city kid go to play ball? You know, the, the, the school fields are locked up. You can't get on those fields. Um, the other fields have been converted to soccer or other sports um, where they've just been let go and run down to the point where it's, it's dangerous to even play on some of those fields. Yeah, and with, with urban density you know, increasing, there's less backyards and front yard, you know, just people just picking up and throwing. There was always, there was always a backyard that was in the neighborhood. Oh, yeah. That was, that was happening. Yeah, yeah, our backyard, we had a, we had the warning track along the fence line. It was, it was all dirt. It, the bases were dug out, but just from us running over and over and over again, pitchers not home plate, we actually had a baseball field in our backyard. Nice. Just from us running and over, wearing out all the grass. Yeah. I mean, we didn't even start cutting the grass like a baseball field. <laughs> The lines. <laughs> my but my neighbor, uh, good buddy, had had three trees that were big old trees, and they were perfectly spaced. And then just beyond that were hedges for the neighbors. Oh, nice! And so it was really set up like like a uh, baseball field. And I mean, certainly the dimensions were all whack, but it was so much fun to to. You know. Yeah, we had the shed in right field. That was the big red monster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the house was left field. So yeah. <laughs> my mom didn't want to hear the ball hit the house. <laughs> um, yeah, every, and every kid in the neighborhood had a little backyard field. Yeah, it was all it was different, different dimensions, different angles. First base might be a little further than second base, and third base might be around the bush. And uh, but we all had fields in our backyards. We had a school down the street. I had a f- open field that we could play in. There's um, just missing now. Yeah, attorneys. You're, you're a sports dude. I've gathered. What other sports have you played and do you love? And what is it about baseball in particular that, uh, that allows Sandlot as a culture and a society and a sport to be so successful versus another game? I played, I played every sport just about. Um, 
basketball was another big one I played a lot of, and, and uh, I was a college wrestler. Oh, cool. I wrestled from seven all the way through uh, Florida State. Um, uh, with your with your build, you must have shed a lot of weight. I was I was six foot, one hundred and thirty pounds in high school, <laughs> yeah. which is like like real thin. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, That's a I had, great I, great size for a wrestler. Oh yeah, because everybody else I was wrestling was short and stocky, yeah. so I just threw my legs back. You were never going to get them. I, <laughs> I could work the leverage angle, the whole thing. Um, but yeah, I was a college wrestler through high, through high school and college. Um, but baseball was always my love, but I sucked. When I was a kid, I sucked at it. I just was weak. I just didn't have any power and, and couldn't hit the ball anywhere. I was a, a master bunning. Um, that, I guess I still do that, too. I was like, drop a little drag bunt down third baseline. Then <laughs> realize i got to run 90 feet down to first base. <laughs> you're, you're a master bunner? Master bunner. Yeah, I'm a master bunner. <laughs> That's a t-shirt, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Uh, I think Sandlot. I think Sandlot is set up for success because just the game in general. Baseball is a, a slower game. Um, it's not like football or basketball. Basketball is physical. I played the flag football out here in Austin, and man, that's just beating up my body. Like it's supposed to be flag, and these guys are blocking and crazy. Like, contact this, league. Yeah, this is. I this, played that. That was a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, yeah. but I'm like, I can't keep doing this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this hurts. I had that experience in basketball. <laughs> when I was when I was twenty years older than uh, than the other players or some of the other players, and I got I got a couple of shoulders in the sternum, and it's just like you know, thought I was having a heart attack the next day, and I didn't know what was going on with my chest. I'm like, oh yeah, I just got, got bumped <laughs> by some young guy. Um, yes, it's just it's just the game. It's it's just a good game. It's a it's a perfect game, but just to drink and have a good time, uh, chill out with the kids or with the family or with your friends and. Um, go out and play an inning, come back in. And if you don't want to slide, you don't have to slide. <laughs> exactly. I'm not sliding. I'm not getting back up. <laughs> what, um, so, so where are you all? You said you, you've been to Tulsa. Uh-huh. Uh, have you taken any other road trips in the past? And then what are you doing? Well, a lot uh, of the guys, a lot of the guys um, through the softball leagues travel a lot with softball, um, especially with the gay softball leagues. There's always a gay tournament somewhere. Uh, to go play. So we traveled a lot through that. So th- those guys, they're all, they're used to traveling for ball anyway. Um, but Tulsa was the first one we had uh, for Switch in September. And uh, we had a bunch of people back out the last second. I was like, fuck. <laughs> did they get FOMO? Did you tell them how great Oh, they did. They, <laughs> they did because we got 16 people going to Durham next week. Uh, so I had, to, I had to fly my brother in and my, my nephew, my 16-year-old nephew in to play. And we had nine people up there and Two pitchers for the first game. I pitched the whole second game. Uh, um, but it was nice because I got to play with my brother for the first time. That's very cool. Because uh, I coached his teams when he was a kid. Oh, wow. I never got to play with him. And so that was, for me, that was a, just a blast watching him at third and my nephew at shortstop fielding every ball that was hit to him. But neither one of them could make the throw to first. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I sat there and looked at him like, really, guys? <laughs> Your family, you're supposed to help. <laughs> Um, but they got the travel bug hit at that point. Like, yeah, this is this is what Sandlot is. This is what barnstorming is. This is kind of I don't. It's kind of the Playboys a little bit, right? We're moving around the country, spreading our love for baseball and love for having a good time. Um, and so we're doing Durham next week. We're playing in the uh, Sandlot Revival with uh, is it um, Tulsa's Rumblers are coming, uh, Port City Pickles. Nashville Dollies, Raleigh Reapers, and Carolina Kudzu. Great name. 
Yeah. An invasive plant. I had no idea what they it said. Could. They said, we'll invade your field. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of like the parakeets, the invasive bird. <laughs> yeah. Are they? Are parakeets invasive? I don't know. <laughs> now, the kudzu, we, we go to, up in Boone. Uh, the kudzu is a plant that invades everything. It'll, yeah. it'll cover this building. It's Asian, and, and right? It's uh, Asian? Yeah. I have no idea, but they're, they're yeah. saying is, we'll invade. Uh, Carolina kudzu will invade your field. Yeah, they haven't, I don't think that, that'll probably be their first game. I haven't seen any posts. About we play it. them. Yeah. We play them Sunday. Play the pickles on Saturday and then the kudzu on Sunday. Very cool. But I got, I got 16 people going now. I'm like, they got FOMO, and they're like, yeah, we're, not, we're not missing out on another one. Uh, so that'll be a fun weekend. We're playing in the stadium Bull Durham was filmed in. That's, That's amazing. So cool. So, yeah, I'm That's flying right. up there. That's too far to drive, probably. Yeah, we're flying. That's that's the great thing about those barnstorms, you know, is you, you get to go to a town you may or may not normally go to, uh-huh. and you get hosted so well. I mean, yes. the red carpet is just rolled out. Tulsa and, rolled out the red carpet for us. Yeah. We got just going to the Outsiders house, which, you know, when I was a kid, that was like our favorite book to read was The Outsiders. As a teacher, that was my favorite book. To, one of my favorite books to teach was The Outsiders. And to go to the house that the, film was, the movie was filmed in, and then the owner just showed up because I had a big thing that night. Well, the owner is uh, one of the singers from House of Pain. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. What was that song? Jump up, jump up. Yeah. Yeah. Jump around. Jump, jump. <laughs> every, every arena plays it now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he owns it. And uh, like, this is really, really cool now. <laughs> and I guess there's the, the Outsider's House is sponsoring the Rumblers now. Wow. wow movie dope. like Pony movie. Boy? Pony Boy oh. and, and Soda Pop. Okay. Yeah, yeah Charlie, that was, uh, was it? Uh, Ralph Macchio and Neil yeah. uh, yeah. uh, Estevez, Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Teachers in the socials. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know you were a teacher. Yeah. What, what I, taught, you... I taught history and English uh, high school for 20, middle school and high school for 20 years. I retired in 2015 and moved to Austin. Uh, now I teach teachers. So I walk around and go to school districts and teach teachers. Badass. Yeah. Good for you. God bless you. Yeah. It means I'm traveling again now. <laughs> it's like the last two years was great because I was at home. Yeah. Pop on Zoom, but now I got to go back on the road and travel again. So. Oh, so all over the state or what? All over the country. I didn't mean to get us all barnstorms. That's an important topic. No, no, no. It's, it's, uh, so, yeah, so, so you're going there in a week. Mm-hmm. And uh, anything else on the, on the we books? We got a trip to San Antonio in May to play the Dingers. And we got um, playing uh, the Oil Dogs in Houston uh, in December. A little fun Christmas game, I guess. Yeah. And then, uh, fingers crossed, but we're planning on Field of Dreams in October. Sweet. Uh, That'll be great. Yeah, so that's like, that's like we're doing a little uh, Kevin Costner season this year. Bull Durham. <laughs> Start with Bull Durham, end with uh, Field of Dreams. Nice. We'll get to Detroit and do the For Love of the Game movie. <laughs> the girls are going to be upset, though. We're going to have to do a, a league of their own, find out where the Rockford Peaches play. And, uh, there you go. Get a game up there. I could be Tom Hanks. I could be pretty good at that. Yeah, you could do that. <laughs> Where's Rockford? Illinois, outside of Chicago. There's worse places to go in Chicago. Yeah. She's a Cubs fan. Go up, catch a game. Always. Yeah. Always. How many ballparks have you been to? I have not been to that many. I'd say probably less than 10 for sure. I'd say, yeah, maybe seven or so. Okay. Cut? Yeah. God, I have to count. Um, been to Oakland, Strohs, Rangers. New York, Atlanta, Chicago. I don't know. Handful, half dozen. Pretty good. There's a reason you asked that question. No, I was just asking. <laughs> <laughs> How many have you been to? 
Probably about half, I think. Yeah, oh, that's nice. But some of them were like the old stadium. Like I've been to Comiskey Park, but I haven't been to the new White Sox Stadium. I've been to Veterans Stadium, but I went not to been Comiskey. To that was a that was a scary experience. Yeah, you go the wrong way on the red line, and <laughs> you're in the wrong part of town, yeah. real fast. <laughs> um, even just riding the red line is, is a little sketchy. I saw the worst loss in Fenway Park history, twenty-three to one to the Yankees. And the fights that broke out at that game, not one on in the stands, not one on one, like eight on four, seven on ten. Like there were brawls that broke out in the stands during that game between wow. Yankee and Red Sox fans. It was, it was nothing exciting happens though when I go. I've been to two that have like one was I don't know if you remember, um, Paul O'Neill yeah. played for the Reds. Yeah, and the Yankees. And the Yankees, but the it was with the Reds and. Got Freddie dropped the ball in, in right field, and he got so frustrated, he ended up kicking the ball back all the way in. They went all the way back to the I remember that. He kicked it perfectly. You, yeah. yeah. And you know, well, the, the, the best part of for us, though, we, we got seats like five rows behind home plate that game. I don't know how, but we did. And you know, all the guys with the radar guns are sitting right there in front of you. And Rob Dibble's pitching 102 miles an hour. That's what excited Paul O'Neill kicking the ball right field that day. We could we care less. but. Right. Dibble hitting 102, and we're seeing on the radar gun. That was cool. He was That's a character, too. Yeah, but all anybody ever remembers from that game, though, was Paul Neal. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he bob, bobbled it. It hit off his glove or chest, right and he field. dropped down to his feet, and then he just kicked it and went right to the yeah. cutoff man or wherever it went. <laughs> three was going, he yeah. kicked it like three times that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah all the way in, like a yeah. soccer ball. Mm -hmm. That was from right field, and uh, I forgot he played for the Reds. Oh, yeah, he was, he was, most of his career was there. And then, of course, when he hit uh, – when he got with the Yankees, that's when he won championships. But uh, actually, he might have gotten one in 90. He might have been with the Reds in 90 when they had Eric Davis. Yeah. It was about that time because I was in high school. So, 89, 90, somewhere in there. So, let me get this that was, that was the old veteran stadium in Philly where, you know, there's a dungeon in the basement. and <laughs> There's a jail down there. They do. They have a jail in the basement of veteran stadium. So, so, let me get this straight. You go to MLB games and nothing exciting happens. You haven't hit any home runs at the long time. No. Baseball's and, misery. I'm a every, Cubs fan. And every game that you show <laughs> every spring, 2022 spring Sandlot game you, for, the, for the switch drag you've showed up to, you've lost and were absent from the one win. I'm like the Billy Goat. <laughs> okay, you said it. Yeah, I'm, I'm just the, I'm the, not the goat, uh, just the Billy Goat. <laughs> Bad luck. That's funny. Well, we're getting close. Uh, to an hour. Do you wanna, uh, got any other questions? You wanna nope. Kansas out? City. I went there. I was thinking about stadiums now. What a Kansas great city. city. What's that? What a great city Kansas City is. I had a hot dog and a cold beer at the game. No, this has been enjoyable. I was kind of sitting here listening to y'all pump. <laughs> Listen to you chat about it all. Um, what's uh, We didn't get the uh, – What's your? do you have a favorite memory of Sandlot? And and some I mean it doesn't have to be you or anything like mine is uh, I've said it several times hearing a little kid tell their dad that they'd never seen adults have fun like that like that was my Sandlot moment that uh, is seared into my brain. Well, I got a couple. One's a personal moment. Mm -hmm. Is that first game at the, the long time pitching, and I was so nervous. So like I haven't pitched in almost thirty years. There's 300 people sitting right here. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, there were a ton of people in that game. Yeah, and, you know, you, that mound is high. Yeah, right? it's about 12 inches and high. So I'm standing, I'm like, <laughs> so I went down to the right left field corner with a friend of mine. We had a joint. We just smoked a joint. I got like, I got to calm down. <laughs> got to calm down. Got on that mound, I'm like, oh, shit, I smoked too much. <laughs> <laughs> but I threw seven innings that day. I threw seven. 
And then we had a series of relief pitchers through the seventh inning that could not throw strikes. And so I came back out in the eighth. <laughs> Took oh the ice pack God. off, came back out in the eighth pitch. Which is allowed in Sandlot. Yeah, which is allowed in yeah. Sandlot. Um, so that was, that was fun. I mean, that was kind of like our first game, too. So, that was, so did you finish the game? Was uh, that one of your complete games? Yeah, I did finish the game, yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't a complete game because <laughs> right, there was right. an out in there somewhere that, that was made. There were 50 or so pitches thrown without you. That's a great area, though. You started and you finished. That's great to me. That's yeah, yeah. all pretty, the innings. Sounds pretty complete. And I just walked off the field with the biggest smile on my face, like, Call my mom. Mom, I guess I ain't never pitched like that before. <laughs> Got shelled the next game. but anyway. um, Last season, playing the Lovejoys, and we were down two, down three. Down three in the bottom of the eighth because you don't play eight innings in a long time. And uh, I dragged bunt, let off with a single, and there was a walk, there was a hit batter, and then there was two strikeouts. I'm standing on third base. Our, our, our new guy comes up to bat and blasts a walk-off grand slam. I had never been part of anything like that before. We're running around the field like we just won a national championship. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, no idea. Like, I never fixed it. And he even said, he goes, dude, that was the greatest moment of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it? Our shortstop. Nick. Oh, Nick. Yeah. 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 We had just picked up, like, Three weeks prior to that. Yep. He uh, came from uh, New Orleans and was yeah. playing in New Orleans. And, yeah, and he connected with you guys. Uh, uh, he's been the anchor shortstop uh, for us now. Was it a nice. left field pop-up or was it a legit bomb? It was a legit right field. He was a lefty. Okay. It was a legit right field. And I'm just down third base like I'm Fred Lynn from the, you know, <laughs> waving, it, waving it over the fence. And uh, <laughs> just jumping up. He was going crazy. Um, awesome. And then the other one was – it's not one moment. It's watching the people who have never really played baseball before have success. Yep. Uh, Mel, one of our girls against the Rumblers, had the go-ahead RBI and the game-saving catch in the eighth inning. It was the first ball she's ever caught. <laughs> and it was like, you know, those are the moments you're just like, yeah, this is why we're doing what we're yeah, doing. Yeah, Right? Absolutely. It's, it's all of us who are trying to get that one that one little moment that you just feel really good about yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. So oh, yeah. Awesome. It's, it's yep. those, it's those things that get excited. And the, the guy who hasn't has, has struck out every time puts the ball in play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. run, run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's that kind of excitement that that's just makes sand a lot to me anyway. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, that, that joy of, of uh, playing a game you love and, and being successful a little bit doing it. Yeah. I think that's when it, truly resonates from a Sandlot perspective is when you're as excited for someone else. Mm -hmm. Like I, I trashed my leg, I think a couple of games ago and uh, filled it a ball and came up firing towards first base. And I didn't have my legs underneath me and threw it away. And I was mad for about 0.2 seconds. Um, and I don't even remember who was hoofing it down, but whoever had hit the ball, like legged it out and, I, I threw it away, and they were safe, and they were elated. And so there was, like I said, 0.2 seconds where I was mad where I threw it away. And then, there, and then right? I was just, like, stoked because, like, they got on base, and it was a big deal, and it was just cool. And so I enjoyed that. And then I thought about it later that night, and it dawned on me that I had flipped so quickly, uh, you know, instead of beating myself up and just sh enjoyed that moment with them. And that's Sandlot. And that's that's you know? 100% Sandlot right there. Yeah. Right? We, we, we celebrate success. We laugh at the mistakes and have a damn good time. I got plenty to laugh about, brother. <laughs> <laughs> we all do. 
Well, thank you, Keith. Really appreciate well, thank it. You guys. It's been fun. And uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing you out on the field. You got another question? Who's got his finger up? I love your love for the game, which I've, you know, not just on the Sandlot field, but I, you know, your, the history of the game. I love anyone who loves baseball as much as I do. Uh, thank you so much for your team. You know where all that history comes from? Stratomatic baseball. What does that mean? It's a dice baseball game that I used to play as a kid. And you're playing the 27 Yankees against the 61 Yankees. Nice. All right, and you got Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig in that lineup, and you got Mickey Mantle oh, and Roger wow. Maris in that lineup. And so you, and you start reading, you, know, you want to find out about this guy. This guy's got a cool name, Mudcat. Where'd that so you go on, you know, you look up that guy and find on, out more. On Google, right? You yeah, Google yeah, it back then. Yeah, Google back then. No, I had the, the <laughs> Bill, uh, whatever it was, the Bill Veek encyclopedia, like this thick of all the player bios and everything. Um, all the baseball cards. That's, that's how you start research. I that's start what playing. I mean. I, I love yeah. your love for the game. I love uh, the switch and now drag. Thanks drag. to you and Bree especially as well for bringing this uh, the team uh, here in Austin. And then uh, I've learned that you're uh, an educator, which uh, how undervalued you guys are. And, um, it's a tough how, time how right much, now. Well, not right now for the last 50 years plus, and, uh, and it's particularly right now. And anyway, God bless you for that. And, uh, you know, anyway. Good to know you. Weather the storm. We always do. Yeah. Teachers do. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Yeah, thank yeah, thanks you. Thanks, Keith. It was, was great, fun. man. You thanks do. so much. Our theme song is by The Tender Things, written by number 33 of the Texas Playboys, Jesse Ebal. Mm-hmm.